Welcome to this podcast of the Sunday Message from Hope Gateway in Portland, Maine. We'd love to have you join us for worship Sunday mornings at 10 a.m., currently on Zoom and broadcast live on Facebook. Visit our website at hopegateway.com to learn more. Whether you live near or far, we hope you find this message to be meaningful. Wherever you are, join us in doing justice, loving kindness, and walking humbly with God. again, friends. I am Sarah Ewing Merrill, lead pastor here at Hope Gateway, and I go by she and her. And this is the first week of our series, Practice. And during this series, we are focusing on our five community practices. Well, actually four of our five community practices, because we spent the last month focusing on gifts. So we will spend this month focusing on prayers, presence, witness, and service. And today we will start with service. We are blessed to have Carter Friend and Allison Rudolovich to share with us their insights on service from their own life experience. And as we begin, I'd like to share with you a scripture that I think gives us a frame for understanding what service in the way of Jesus looks like. This comes from the book of Philippians in the New Testament, and I'm reading from a version called The Message. Philippians 2. If you've gotten anything at all out of following Christ, if his love has made any difference in your life, If being in a community of the spirit means anything to you, if you have a heart, if you care, then do me a favor. Agree with each other, love each other, be deep spirited friends. Don't push your way to the front. Don't sweet talk your way to the top, put yourself aside and help others get ahead. Don't be obsessed with getting your own advantage. Forget yourselves long enough to lend a helping hand. This is the word of God for us, the people of God this day. So Allison and Carter like to invite you to Introduce yourselves to share with us your name and your pronouns and a very short introduction of how service is an important part of your life. Allison, would you like to go first? Okay. Uh, My name is Allison Wudelevich. My pronouns are she and hers. And I've been active in service for as long as I can remember. So I don't really remember the origins. I mean, from my early church and Girl Scout days, where service was definitely important, to um, my high school key club and library work that led to my first job, to college years where service kind of became more related to my career interests, to now where I volunteer at an animal shelter and am on the board of various committees. So I've always kind of found myself doing service. That's great. 
Thanks, Allison. Carter. Hi, everybody. I'm Carter Friend. I've been a member of Hope Gateway for about four years, and my pronouns are he and him. And first, I have to say, I feel a little silly talking about my ideas of service when there are so many people in this congregation who are more actively engaged in service than I am, who have, I'm sure, a much better, greater insight into service than I do, and um, who I have learned so much about service from. Um, but to answer your question, um, so I work in a nonprofit. So I think you could say that I'm engaged in service in my work every day. And I think that probably is true. And it's probably one of the reasons I chose that work. Um, but my role there is primarily administrative. So um, it has become increasingly important for me to experience a closer connection between the service I'm engaged in and the impact of that service. So that's why in my personal life, I've sought to be engaged in a different type of service. Um, and that's really the main reason Eileen and I joined Hope Gateway um, is that this is a community where people's faith is very active. Um, and one way it is very active is in service. And I remember uh, I met Colette at an event in York County probably five and a half years ago where she was talking about Hope Gateway um, and service. Um, and that is what um, brought us uh, to this community. That's wonderful. That's really great. So just to jump off that, Carter, tell us about a time when you witnessed or heard about an act of service that you still remember. What made it memorable or what, what about it do you carry, like, do you still carry with you? Um, so there are two quick things I want to share on that. One is um, I, a moment I remember very distinctly was in my early 20s when my grandmother sat me down and told me that it was time for me to start giving back. She talked about the service that she was doing, driving people who needed rides, doing meals on wheels, helping people learn to read. Um, and there was something about that conversation at that age that was one of those moments where uh, my world kind of shifted a little bit and I saw things through um, a different set of eyes. Um, my thinking about services evolved since then, but I still carry her basic message with me, which is the idea that with the many blessings that we have is the responsibility to give back in the form of service. Um, and the other moment I just wanted to briefly share happened later in my life. Um, and this was about involved my father-in-law who was arrested for a sit-in at was, who was then Congresswoman Snow's office. Um, his arrest ended up on TV. So he was a teacher and his principal of the school saw the story and nothing happened. He didn't lose his job or anything, which might be different today. Um, but uh, my service has always come from a place of very comfortable privilege. Um, and my father-in-law had seven kids and it wasn't always easy for them to get by. Um, yet he took significant risks in living his values and doing what he felt he was called to do in service. Um, and so that is something that stuck with me and continues to stick with me is the idea that service often can um, and probably should involve risk. Yeah, those are powerful um, people in your, whose shoulders you're standing on, which is a gift. Allison, what, what memory do you have of a service that still sticks with you? So at first I had a really hard time thinking of someone because like all the people that I'm involved with that volunteer with me, I mean, I see them every day and they're doing service. And then I thought, well, like the big people, you know, like Martin Luther King and Mother Teresa, but that doesn't necessarily have a personal connection to me. And so I was kind of just walking down the house and all of a sudden, boom, it hit me, Lindsay. Uh, Lindsay is my coworker and my friend. 
And we, we have a lot in common. I mean, we're both biologists and we both love animals. And so years ago, she was out at a project site on the LA River and saw a stray dog. And Lindsay's the type of person who, if she sees a stray animal, she will always stop and help no matter what. And she spent a year trying to get this dog to trust her, to come up to her, to come and live a better life where she'd be cared for and loved. And it took a whole year before she finally got this dog and she was fostering this dog and the fail animals are terrified. They, they don't know love from people. They don't necessarily, they don't give like back affection, at least not at first. And it can take a very, very long time. And she didn't give up on this dog for years. And now they're best buds. Like, like the dog's in bed, like right next to him, Kathleen. And it took a long time for this to happen. And she doesn't give up mm. at all on the things that she cares about. And so the latest kind of volunteer project that I'm involved in is an animal shelter. And that started when I was driving down the street and I saw a kitten on the side of the road in a park. And first thoughts, two simultaneous thoughts happened in my head at once. The first was, ugh, because I was on my way to work and this is so inconvenient. Like, what am I going to do? I don't know. And, and the second thought was Lindsay. Lindsay would never just drive by. Lindsay would never ignore something that needed help. And how could I go back and like look Lindsay in the face? And even if I didn't tell Lindsay about this kid, like, how could I look her in the face if I was the type of person that would just ignore something? And it hit me that, wow, she really changed my life looking at her and looking at her dedication and now it's like yeah you can't just ignore things I think that's a really beautiful image of like sometimes we think of service as like a one-time thing or a short-term thing that we're involved in or something that we do you know sporadically that's a part of our life but this image of Lindsay and like investing for a long time in a relationship of transformation that service. Yeah, it was a long time. <laughs> That's great. So um, related to that, Allison, do you think it's possible to have engage in meaningful service with intentions that aren't totally focused on the other party? Like if you engage in service to help empower someone or right an injustice or be in someone's life but you also feel good about yourself like does that make the act of service now that you've just watched um the good place like the whole thing like if you do something for to make yourself feel better like it does it count is it possible to engage in service if it's not without self-interest how do you think about that yeah i've thought about that because I mean, when I think from a spiritual perspective, I have this like internal feeling like we are supposed to give service solely for the benefit of somebody else. And it shouldn't rack up points for ourselves. 
like in The Good Place, that it shouldn't be for own self-interest. And we should be doing it for pure motives. And it's hard because for me, it's kind of a chicken and an egg thing because when I've done service, I felt good about it. I mean, some service I've done that is directly beneficial for me. My first job, I had trouble in high school, I had trouble getting a job. So I'm like, okay, well, I need experience. So I'm going to volunteer at a library. And I volunteered at a library for a good long time. And that led to a job. And there are some times when I feel kind of obligated to do something to do to provide service. And it's like, so it's not necessarily this pure thing. And then even even the small things that I've done throughout my life, like I'll be driving and there'll be somebody coming, wanting to come out of a parking lot and there's traffic and trackers way backed up. And it's like, oh gosh, those people, they're going to be sitting there a long time if somebody doesn't like let them merge in front. And even doing this little small thing, like I feel this glow, like this one glow, like, wow, I, I made this little teeny tiny thing better for somebody else. And I feel good about it. And when I do service, I, I feel good about it. So it's like, am I doing the service to feel good? Or does the feeling good naturally come from the service? And I don't really know. But I do know I'd rather live in a world, I think, where, yeah, maybe people did service with a little bit of ulterior motives than to live in a world where nobody did service at all and just said, no, pack with everybody. Yeah, that's great. Uh, Carter, how do you, how do you answer that question? Or I Alan's love what Alice, yeah, I love what Allison just said. And I think it's a really good question. And I think I think of it in two ways. Um, first, I kind of think of it as being essentially the same question as whether it's possible for us to truly love our neighbors as ourselves. Um, you know, or I guess whether we can love all of life, not just our, our neighbors, but all of life and all of creation as ourselves. Um, and that, of course, is the challenge, right? Um, and so in that sense, I think I would hope and believe it's possible to be engaged in service with no self-interest, um, just as I hope and believe it's possible for us to love our neighbors as ourselves. And I think it's what we are striving for. Um, but I think it's okay if we don't. Like, I think it's no less meaningful if we don't achieve that. It's the same, if we strive to love our neighbors as ourselves, um, and are imperfect at that, that's okay. Just as if we strive to do um, service with no self-interest and we don't, that is okay. But what I also think is true is that I'm not entirely sure it should be without self-interest. And so this is kind of what I mean by that. Um, so I think an important part of service is creating community and connection, um, either with the other person or with the group of people you might be engaged in service with. Um, and I think that is, community and connection are essential for human beings. Um, so I think in the sense that service builds community and community is, and connection is essential for all of us, then I think there is some self-interest in service and I think that's okay. Yeah, that's good. I appreciate that turning the head up, turning the question on its head, like maybe actually <laughs> that's the wrong question, but yeah, I appreciate that. And and we should always not make the perfect the enemy of the good, right? If we have this idea about if we can just do it in the perfect way, then we'll do it. And if we can't, then, then we don't. That, that doesn't help anybody. So um, to either you were asked to um, 
think of a scripture that informs your understanding of service. Allison, do you want to start? Okay, so I'm totally going rogue here. Um, sorry. <laughs> and uh, spoiler alert. So I, I got my Bible out and I turned to the back where it lists things like abandon and abide and service. And I like looked up a couple verses and yeah, they were there. And I, I could read like the story of the Good Samaritan I, I could do that, but I guess I never, like, I've never read the Bible straight through or read the whole Bible and different bits and pieces. And the Bible means something to me, but honestly, the thing that really hits me when it comes to um, having a sense of responsibility and and giving and doing something for others is Terry Pratchett. <laughs> so <laughs> FYI, if you've never um, read Terry Pratchett, uh, read every single one of his books. We, we own every one of his Discworld books. So he, he is an author that deals a lot with social commentary um, and the world, even though it's not our world. And Honestly, he hits me right here when it comes to social justice and having a sense of responsibility. So briefly from Nation, which is not part of his main Disworld book. So in Nation, basically there's a tsunami and a girl gets shipwrecked and she's from a colonizing nation and she gets shipwrecked on this kind of empty island and there's a boy from I guess what you would call like a primitive um, island nation also gets washed up on the tsunami and they're alone. And slowly over time, more people come and they build a society together and they have this incredible sense of community. And then at the end, this girl's father comes and through a very long, convoluted, weird circumstances, this girl is, the girl's father is now king of, well, I suppose it would be England if it were in our world, but it's not England. And so this girl is next in line for the throne. And she has a choice. Does she stay with this community and this world that she's built for herself? Or does she go back with her responsibilities? And at the very end of the novel, Many, many years later, there's an old man talking to two children and the two children want to know like, what happened? What happened? Did she come back? Did they get married? And the romantic in me, like the whole time, wanted them to get married, to live happily ever after, but, but no, it didn't happen. And she went back. And the old man says, well, she went back for the sake of her nation and he stayed here for the sake of his and wasn't that right? And the girl considered this and said, I suppose they thought more about their people than they thought about each other. And the boy looked down at his feet and he thinks, I think they both thought more about their people than they thought about themselves. Mm. And honestly, that 
that's what hits me and that's what hits home for me mm-hmm. that service and giving of other people means that you think more about your own self-interests and yourself and mm-hmm. that I think is the truest form of service yeah which is actually the scripture that I read today but thank you yeah for the, um that sacred text from Terry Pratchett did I say that right Terry Terry Pratchett so Terry Pratchett. excellent Carter you get to follow that one up yeah I was gonna say now I've got a new book series to go read which I don't <laughs> know anything about so Allison you have to email me that that sounds great um so I'm not good at scripture, uh, but I um, went to Matthew chapter 25, verse 35, um, which is, um, for I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you visited me. And then um, when the righteous asked when they had done this, he said, truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers of mine, you did for me. Um, And I love how this ends, by the way, which is actually not in the same chapter, but it ends with Jesus had now finished all he wanted to say. I kind of just love that emphatic statement. Anyway, I I chose this scripture because it's a reminder for me about how radical Jesus's message was. Um, It seems like such a simple message, but it's absolutely actually a radical message. Mm -hmm. Um, And so to me, the real danger um, is of, of living with privilege is not doing all these things that Jesus just described. Um, and I think that can happen through choice. We may choose not to do them. Or, and I think this is what Ali was reading about today, it can happen through sort of unca- unconscious inaction, um, which is kind of the, I don't know if you guys remember Ophelia describing in a sermon some time ago, the passively floating along in the river of privilege. And I think that's what often happens um, in us in this culture of capitalism and individualism. And so to me, service is an important way to fight that current, to, to stop and try and understand and to live by a pretty radical message. Yeah, that's really powerful. Service is a way to stop floating in the current of the river of privilege. Yeah, really helpful. So last question, in relationship to service, where do you find God? In other words, where do you recognize God where you, when you're serving? God's children and creation. Allison, do you want to start? Okay, so, I mean, honestly, I think that God is there in the love that you feel for the other person or the other creature that you're providing service for and in the small bit of joy or comfort or peace that you can give to somebody else. And it's kind of saying the connections that you can build through acts of service and the connections with other people is a way of connecting with God. For sure. Carter, what, how would you answer that question? Yeah, I think very similarly. Um, so I love the idea that God, and I think try to think of this very literally, that God is present in everyone and everything. Um, And so I'm still trying to figure out my own faith. So I'm not entirely sure what I mean when I say that. But in service, what that means to me is that I try and recognize and see and see God and find God in everyone and everything. Um, And also to see God in the connection with everyone and everything. 
um, and to try and grow and help and nurture and support that. And that search service then is one way to do that. Yes. Thank you both for sharing your wisdom, your insights, your humility, your questions. And um, I think really think of others more highly than yourself is, is one of the goals that we have with service. And, but also just do it, right? <laughs> just do it. Just get out there and help other people and, and make the world a better place. Cause that's, that's what we're called to do. May it be so. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon. To hear more about Hope Gateway and to discover how together we can do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly with God, visit our website at hopegateway.com.